live and local, across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Drive with Steffi Callister. Cambridge 105 Radio. Well, today is the first International Day for Polar Pride and to celebrate Cambridge scientist Dr Hugh Griffiths of the British Antarctic Survey has been telling Cambridge 105 Radio's Phil Minot the contribution of the LGBTQ plus people to Antarctic research and about enhancing diversity in polar science. So today is the first Polar Pride Day and it's been declared a Polar Pride Day by the Government of British Antarctic Territory and the Government of South Georgia and the South Sandwich Islands. And to help us celebrate it today here on Cambridge 105, I'm delighted to say we are joined from British Antarctic Survey by the scientist Dr Hugh Griffiths. Doctor, uh, can you explain to us why you're organising a Polar Pride Day today? Um, well, it, it's pretty exciting for all of us because it's the first time it's really been done on an international level. And it's um, come out of the fact that a couple of years ago at a big science conference, we had one individual who's a fairly early career scientist who felt like they were the only gay person at a science conference and felt very kind of isolated and left out. They put something on social media about if people could wear badges and pins to show like like a pride event at a conference to show that they weren't the only person there. And what actually happened out of that was that we formed an international group of um, LGBT plus people in polar science that, I hate the pun, but it snowballed to become an organisation that's got over 2,500 followers on Twitter and is kind of reaching out to all the major polar science organisations in the world. Now, you've been very open throughout your career as um, as a member of the LGBTQ uh, community. And uh, I wonder, in your own experiences of being a scientist for British Antarctic Survey, have you had any negative experiences? Um, you can never say you've never had a negative experience because somebody's held something back from you and you didn't know about it, then that's one thing. But in terms of obvious experiences, no, nothing. But I also recognise that I'm in a privileged position of working in the UK where we have very supportive laws, for example, on LGBT rights. Um, and also that I'm a white male, so there aren't many other things to hold me back. So I understand that my experience isn't the same as everybody's, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to start a group to support people who may not be as well supported as people like I am. Now, for your colleagues who actually, and I know yourself, you've been to both polars quite a few times for work, haven't you? But isn't the uh, isn't the fact that you work in quite a unique environment, and as you mentioned, it is very international, do you think that is a positive or a negative for anyone who comes from a more minority community? Um, it's a really interesting question because I think it has positives and negatives. So the most positive thing is that it is such an international place and it you can meet people of all nationalities from all over the world working in these regions but also it has a long historic reputation for being a kind of very macho heroic people think of men with beards who died on the ice or whatever when they think of antarctica for example and actually it's not like that anymore our director is a woman we have um field guides in antarctica who look after us uh, we're about 50 percent of them are women and we have a far less kind of macho stereotype for the people who work in the field. But for people who don't know that, I think we need events like this to show that anybody is welcome in polar research and that it's not somewhere that excludes anybody. 
I was looking at some statistics um, before we have this interview, and I found it quite interesting because, uh, as we all know, over approximately over just over fifty percent of our community and society is made up from females, and yet even in a specialist field like yours, there's less than forty percent of women um, are you know forty percent of the workforce are women. Yes, and that's something that is actually. It's a positive thing because if you went back 10 years, it would have been far less than that. So we are making up ground in some places. And I think when it comes to people who are BAME, so uh, black, Asian and minority ethnic, or LGBTQ+, the numbers are even lower again compared to how they're represented within society. So we have a lot of ongoing things within British Antarctic Survey, including an um, early career scientist um, scheme called Polar Horizon, where we brought in early um, career scientists from all over the UK from minority backgrounds to show them that polar science wasn't something that excluded them and that they'd be welcome to come and work for us in the future. How many of the countries you've been to where people are negative towards being gay or any other minority? It's really interesting because I get to travel a lot with my work and some countries are amazing and have similar laws to us or were even more progressive than the UK and introduced things like gay marriage and things before us. But other countries I've had to travel to where the advice is to completely hide your sexuality because it's actually illegal. And that makes it very different to the experience that my heterosexual colleagues would experience in those countries where they can hold hand with their partners or be very secure about themselves. And it's more comparable to the experience that a lot of women have when they travel to countries and they may not feel safe on their own because local laws and traditions don't protect them as much. So... It's something that lots of people don't have to think about, but when you do, it can impact your life quite a bit. I know you and your colleagues at Bass, you're always upbeat, certainly the Cambridge end. And I want to know, what are you organising to celebrate today? Oh, today is brilliant. We have a big virtual coffee break where everyone comes together, even though we're all working from home. And um, we have the Polar Horizon students will be joining us for the um, early career people I talked about before. And also we have things going on at our bases and stations in Antarctica as well and on our ships. And so on social media today, we should, you should be able to see lots of pictures of us enjoying ourselves and with rainbow flags and things like that. I would imagine there must be some times when your colleagues who are working in the polar regions, it must be quite tough mentally anyway, regardless of sexuality. I think it is. And it's one of those places where actually you get to know your colleagues really well and you support each other, like almost like a family because you're, you're all living in the same building, cooking for each other, cleaning for each other, supporting each other, keeping each other alive. So it's, it's one of those environments where you do have to be fairly tough, but also you have a really good support network. And that's why we want people to feel comfortable expressing who they are at work, because it's one of those work environments where you can never escape. You don't get to go home and be somebody different. You're around those people all the time. So it would be terrible if somebody spent a couple of years of their lives in Antarctica and weren't able to show who they were. So that's one of the things we want people to know that British Antarctic Survey and the whole UK polar science community is welcoming of anyone. So today's being organised, I think, by yourself and your colleagues in the Pride in Polar Research Network. Do, do you include conversations about that in the outreach work you do? Yes. So when I go to visit um, for anything from local WI through to schools and, other, and colleges and universities or careers talks for uh, advice for people, then I'll always slip it in that actually that 
anybody is welcome. So it's not just the LGBT side of it, but also to talk about how we have women in highly responsible roles, how we have um, leaders from all sorts of backgrounds. And that also you don't have to be an academic to work in the polar region. All of us who've been down there know that we owe our lives to the people who keep the heating running or the people who feed us or the people who look after the ships and um, or even the people who are kind of keeping the airplanes in the air. So a whole range of people, whatever their backgrounds are and whatever their skills are, we wouldn't be able to work in the polar region. So I think it's really important that when we go and meet the public, that we explain it's not just us with our little bit of science that we do, but actually it's part of something much bigger and much more diverse. Thank you so much, Hugh, and uh, happy Polar Pride Day to everyone at Bass Cambridge from all of us here at Cambridge 105 Radio. Thank you very much. Dr Hugh Griffith speaking there to Phil Minot about um, Polar Pride, International Polar Pride Day, which is today.